Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where, a brand new episode for a brand new year with me, Ashley and Little Chris in the 90th episode. Woo! Little Chris? Yep. Are you trying to rebrand? Yeah. Yeah? Why? It's not ghost indifferent for the 90th episode. Little Chris. Alright. Medium? Big? Average? I don't know. You just sound like a rapper. Ludicrous. Is what you're thinking of? No, I was thinking... He's a, rap, uh, he's a rap guy. I was thinking, what's it called? Little Dave? Little Dave? Oh, Little Chris. He was a rapper, wasn't he? Well, there's Little Chris. There's Little Everything. Little Nas X. But little, I was thinking... Little Sebastian? Little Dicky. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Little you're Dickie. more like Little Dicky than you are Little Nas X. Yep. Anyway, enough nonsense. Shall we uh, shall we get into the, the 90th episode spectacular? The 90th episode. I know, it's a bit of a special one, actually, isn't it? Because Very this is special one. Our first episode that the, the game, we haven't actually chosen it. It's been chosen by a follower on Twitter. One FJ Stevens of Twitter fame, in fact, who has suggested a game from the 1990s, a PlayStation classic, although a somewhat underrated one, it seems, or, or at least under-remembered, called Future Cop LAPD. It's a it's one that we haven't played, neither of us. Never even heard of it. No, I hadn't heard of it. And it's it's funny because I feel like we should have. Yeah, be, because it's a game I've not heard of, we've done a bit of looking into it. I'm actually quite excited to try it based on what we found out today. Well, Sounds that's why. All right. I, yeah, I had a little look into it before I proposed to you that it might be a good idea. Um, and it does. It sounds good. So... So um, FJ Stevens, we're holding you responsible. If it's not good, then uh, then we're coming for you. You see, I've already made my um, my excuses and and told him, you know, sorry if we don't like it. Because how often do we do this? Although saying that, we've had quite a good run for the uh, the tenth episode special, haven't we? Like yeah. most of them, we enjoy. Yeah, to well, some extent. Hopefully, this follows in that trend. I hope so. For anyone else that's not familiar with the game, like I was up until about an hour ago. Uh, it is a third-person action game using mechs. Everyone likes mechs, don't they? Is it using mechs, or do you play as a mech? Yeah, same thing. Or, or do you play as a man in a mech? When, I is, think... a, when is a man not a mech? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like that Muppet song. Am I a man or a Muppet? <laughs> yeah, it does. Am I a man or a mech? Yeah. Mm. Maybe we could make a musical out of this episode. Profound. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're going way off. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, so a mech, I suppose a mech is a mech, although wouldn't it be a robot? So I think what we're gathering is, my, my understanding of what is a mech is an absolutely bang on. I think a mech is, is a machine built to be piloted by a human being and that and the machine tends to have some anthropomorphic traits like maybe limbs. I would say that's a pretty good definition of a mech. And Best, heavily armed. Better than what I could have come up with. Uh. But I might be wrong, because maybe there are some weird mechs that don't follow those rules. Are Transformers mechs? I think they're Transformers. I think they are something else. Aliens. Robots. They're robots in disguise. Mm. There you go. They're not mechs in disguise. No, I was never a key on Transformers, so I've not got skin in the game for this conversation. No. Okay. Have you ever played a mech game? Because there are quite a lot no. banging around. It's only the Enders. You played that? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, I really like the look of it. I've never played it. There was a sequel I, I never touched. But um, yeah, I can't think of any others though. What about you? No. No. Well, yes, I have. But none that, none that I can remember. They were always PC, either RTS games or, uh, you know, like Diablo style dungeon mm. crawly type things. Iron Brigade. I've played that. You played Iron Brigade? Yeah. That was really good as well. Huh. 
that's the double fine game that's part mech game and then part tower defense. Yeah, uh, it, it does that really well. Marries those two different mm. disparate game styles together. Oh, so there we go. I'm two hundred percent up on mech games than you. Well, yes and no, because I played them, it, but I just they're not they're nondescript PC games. That's what they were. There were some of the so there were some of the cheap games that I bought when we had a PC that could only run games that were sort of four or five years older than the the PC itself right. was. I got them. I think we've talked about this place before from Tradex. Yes, we have. And I bought them in bulk. I bought about three or four of them all at once. Right. And one of them was like the 11th sequel in the series. I can't remember what it was, but th- that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. I know we've talked about cheap filler. Yeah, we well, we've talked about the sold out range, haven't we? Mm. Well, this is like the proper cheap range. This is like proper bargain bin stuff as opposed to sold out, which was bargain bin, but quality. This was bar- bargain bin, like yeah, actual, sense. yeah, earnest. Look, I'm cheap and I'm cheap for a reason. <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. I guess the point we're making is that this game that's been suggested on uh, Twitter is quite far out of either of our wheelhouses, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. A bit of sci-fi. I like a bit of sci-fi. Yeah, So I suppose true. it takes that in. It released on the PlayStation 1 Worldwide in September 1998. It was also released on the PC and Mac. Now, interestingly, it was touted or first developed as a sequel or uh, game, I guess, in the Strike series. So that's the series of games... Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Urban Strike, Soviet Strike, and Nuclear Strike. Okay, so having said that this is far out of our wheelhouse, I have played Desert Strike quite extensively on the Super Nintendo. I've not played any of them. No. What was was it like? Desert Strike is nothing to do with mechs. Desert Strike is a helicopter game. So you go around, it's like an isometric isometric presentation, and you're you're a helicopter, you know, like one of those twin-blade helicopters. Apache? Twin no, I think, well, our, our version is the Chinook, I think. Yeah. Well, they're but there are also all American sorts of different Sonic. versions of... Um, yeah, they are, in oddly, aren't they? I think they're an American company that make them. So, yeah, I never thought about that, but interesting. Um, you're in a Chinook-style helicopter, double, uh, double-bladed double helicopter, and you're going around the desert, as you can imagine. I What I remember is rescuing people, so you can lower your winch and grab people that are trying to get out of the desert. I don't actually remember fighting people. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think that that's because you don't fight people. I just think that maybe my memory is you maybe focusing playing me up. too much on the, the rescuing people rather than the assaulting people, perhaps. Well, are you saying that that is a positive representation? That, that's my yeah. character coming through. Is I that think what you're so. saying? Ah, yeah. oh, well, that's a kind way of thinking about it. Thank you. So, from what we can tell on the internet, though, this game, as I said, was developed to be the next in the series. It's going to be called Future Strike. And the final cutscene of Nuclear Strike shows a mech transforming into a helicopter, which then laid the groundwork for this to come out as a game in that series. And apparently there's story elements embedded within Nuclear Strike that sets up this game. However, during development, for reasons we couldn't quite find out, EA Redwood Shores, uh, who is the, which is the company that developed the game, decided to make it a completely separate entity. So it's not Future Strike. It is a separate game entirely. Hmm. It seems strange that they would have... Or maybe not. I was going to say it seems strange that they would have gone for a mech game as a continuation of a series that largely focused on helicopter play. But the mech does transform into a helicopter. But it doesn't is... now, does it? It transforms into a hover car. Oh, okay. I miss So in, in Future Cop LAPD... I mean, presumably, maybe that was the reason. Maybe they just didn't want to do a helicopter. Maybe they wanted to do a hovercar because it's more futuristic. 
Maybe. Well, the game is set in 2098, and as we all know, helicopters will be redundant by 2098. And there'll be a, yeah, a hovercar instead. So very far into the future. I mean, will it? what will it be, really? Because you're going to have to... It's probably going to be hovercars, because you have to get on the water, and they can do both land and sea. Because it's going to be all water. I'm going mm. for it being the Jetsons, little hovercars up in the sky. Really? Meet George Jetson, his son, Elroy. You've been very singy today. I like singing. Mm. I wish you were better at it. Hey! <laughs> My mum says I'm good. <laughs> yeah, your mum says a lot of things that are heinous. <laughs> EA Redwood Shores then became Visceral Studios and are now defunct. Some games they've done that we are aware of that might also be on listeners' radar are 007 Agent Under Fire, the Lord of the Rings games, quite a few of those, and the Simpsons game from 2007, which had lots of um, hype around it and landed with a bit of a, a wet splat, like some spilled lasagna. Yeah. It looked good. I had it on the Xbox. You had it, yeah. Did you? Just Did I play it? Play it? Then? Are you asking that? Are you asking that because you think that I misunderstood what the game was and therefore can't have played it? Well, no. I'm again. I'm putting my general approach to games. Oh, that was really good. I'm going to buy that and then, and then never play it. <laughs> okay. Well, I did play it. Yeah. I just don't really think I engaged with it very much. It wasn't that. It wasn't that engaging. So there were much better things out at the time. Well, hopefully this is better then. Well, this is, this is not from then. This is not from True. that time. True. Uh, this is actually... Ten you years said, prior. You told me before we started that this is the first game that Visceral made. Apparently so, yes. So that's interesting in and of itself, I guess. Yeah, I guess they'd be wanting to kind of, you know, start in organs blazing with something, something good. Maybe. It, you also... Something that I saw, though, is that this was the first game that Visceral made, presumably as Visceral the studio. They pre-existed, they made the Desert Strike and so forth. But after the release of this game, a number of key members left the studio. Maybe they had other things to do. Like what? Make other games? Um, I don't um, know. We, uh, we don't want to draw any conclusions from that, do we? No, we do. I suppose we do want to draw, draw some conclusions because the conclusions that I've been led to make are that this game, whilst it reviewed very well, didn't sell through all that well. And when I say didn't sell through all that well, I mean it sold 200,000 copies according to the figures I saw. Yeah, which is is not bad in the grand scheme of things. We spoke very recently about Titanic selling, was it 20,000? Yeah, that's what I don't get. It's the same sort of time. Yeah, it would have been actually, wouldn't it? Mm. So Titanic sold 20,000 copies in its initial run and they were pretty pleased with that. And this has sold 200,000 and they weren't particularly pleased with that. I suppose it, maybe, maybe it's budget-related. Yeah. or And I was going to say maybe there'd been an EA game that they probably wanted a bit yeah. more return on it. Yeah, but oh, I don't know. How how little can the return be from 200,000 copies? Presumably at least £25 per copy. That's quite a lot of a return. It is, actually. The more I think about it, 200,000 is quite a lot. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be good then. Well, sales figures don't necessarily... True. Result in uh, in quality, do they? They don't mean quality, but I don't. I don't know. The the numbers don't match up to because it's considered a little bit of a flop in sales terms. But then the figures are actually, I think, quite good for a game in nineteen ninety eight. It depends how much truck you put on those sales figures, doesn't it? I was listening to an interview with Louis through. I was listening to an interview with Louis through recently, where I was talking about how he got a bit obsessed with his. Um, the, the viewing figures of his documentaries mm. are how the first episode would land and it would get 1.1 million viewers and then the second episode would get 1.2. We're sort of thinking about 
early noughties and then the next episode would get less than one million and that would be a real like punch the cup for him and um, but then he then was reflecting on it during this interview and saying well actually i'm still getting around one million viewers that's still pretty good so two hundred thousand, i think is to be admired personally yeah the plot of the game then as we said it's set in 2098 you play as an x1 alpha which sounds very futury it does uh, fighting in the crime war in LA. Oh, crime war. Robocop. Sounds... It reminds me of Terminator. The whole feel yeah, of that. Yeah, it does, yeah. This whole uh, pseudo, not well, pseudo-futuristic, this this whole, like, the, the aesthetic of it. Was I too far off the mark with Robocop? The robot crime-fighting All right. police officer, was I? Yeah, all right. Okay, yours Yours is better, Ashley. <laughs> don't, don't say it like that. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> There are. He just picked me up on it. It was like, no, it's more like Terminator, isn't it? My point is that's what it reminded me of because um, I've only seen Robocop once. I don't really. It's not a ready reference to me. Whereas Terminator, I've seen quite a lot. Okay. Is that because no, never mind. Because Terminator's good. Mm. I'm not saying which one, Terminator or Terminator Judgment Day. Uh, Both of them. They're both very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Less about the sequels, the better. They also start off with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the all together. They do. Needing motorcycle and boots. Yeah, in the second one. Yeah. He doesn't ask for those in the first one, does he? Have you ever read his autobiography? No. It's really good. Right. I'll have a, I'll, uh, have a look. Yeah, it's it's quite big. Basically, broadly split into... Like him. Broadly split into three sections. The first third about him being a bodybuilder. Mm. The second third being about him as an actor. The last third being about him as a politician. I got bored during that bit. But the first two were really interesting. Okay. It's called cool. Total Recall, which is a really cheesy name. No, it's good. Yeah, cool. There are two game modes in the in uh, Future Cop as well. Single player mode called Crime War mode, and the multiplayer mode is called Precinct Assault mode. And apparently, is a MOBA forerunner. MOBA. They don't call them MOBAs, do they? That's I... what Stick in the Muds call them, or people that don't know MOBAs. Stiffnecks. Stiffneck? Yeah. What's that? I've never heard of that. Stiffneck is someone who's, you know, just a bit ugh, bit too serious, a bit po-faced, a bit Radio 4. You? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you. I'm defending myself. That's what you call them. You did, that's that's a defence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a stiffneck. Don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, MOBAs. MOBAs. I think it's Massively Online Battle Arena or something like that. Might be something else. Massive Organ Battle Arena. I don't know. Massive Organ Big Ass. I don't know. It could stand for a manner of things, couldn't it? Yeah. There is, in the single player, there is also, interestingly, a two-player mode where you play together fighting fighting all the crime. And it uses a shared health bar. Yeah. I'm quite interested in both aspects of this. I've, I've not really been the same as you. I'm a bit of a stiff neck. I'm hoping that that is not some kind of accidentally crude thing, as often happens with you. Um, but I've never played MOBAs, really. Um, I've seen them played. Similarly, so, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing this because it's, it's considered sort of a forerunner of that mm. of that genre. And then the story mode, the, what's it called? Crime? Crime war mode. Crime war mode. That sounds cool. That just sounds cool. They're, they're one's competitive. Crime war mode is, com- is cooperative. Yes. And then the other um, is competitive. Yes, it'd be quite good to be able to play through it together, do a bit single player, and then do some cooperative stuff. I think it should be should be real good fun. I hope so. Should we crack on then? I've got I've got high hopes for this one. Yeah, yeah, cool.
What do you think for them? Future Cop LAPD. I'm very torn about this game. You're putting it on me. You're very torn. Go on. That sounds interesting. I think, a starting point. I think the single player is really good. Yeah. Well, the let's let's clarify that then, because it turns out that the the both the the game modes, the crime war mode and the precinct assault mode, both of them can be played either as single player or as multiplayer. Yes. Which is interesting. You um, mean the crime war? Yeah, I I really like the crime war mode. Mm. I think that's brilliant. Do you think you'd like it more or less if you'd been the first person to play it? What well, out of us? Because I got to watch you play it first. Yeah, and so you knew mm. your way around what was a fairly warrenous maze. I still think I would have enjoyed it. Mm. I, I the game's interesting because the in the crime war mode you get so as Ashley said you get dumped into this maze and it is a very maze like labyrinthine level, very big and lots of paths through it. You get given a series of weapons to, to make your way through, and the, the main weapon is a machine gun, and you get a ridiculous amount of ammunition to use it, and it almost renders you invincible, more or less. Well, that plus the amount of health that you get, and you get you're a bullet sponge really, yeah, uh, and you also have a fairly large number of pickups that some of which replenish your health as well. So all of those things put together mean that you, yeah, you are to some extent invincible. I died during the boss battle. Yeah, but you got right to the end though. Give yeah, I got, I got to the end of it. This is, so we're talking about the first level. I died during the boss battle. I feel like that was just my, I was play. I was being very freewheeling and I wasn't really bothering with, I was going to say with trying. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wasn't trying to be good at it. I was just enjoying firing off a lot of bullets. Whereas I was doing a lot more strafing and trying to be a bit more strategic yeah. with how I went through the level. You've also got two other weapons, like big big rockets and something else. I'm not sure what the technical terms are for those. <laughs> uh, well, I was calling them bunker busters. They, they were these big, they were super powerful um, bombs basically that you fire up in the air and they drop back down onto the enemy. So the mortar launcher, is that right? Mortar, yeah, yeah, I think it was a mortar launcher. So those three different weapons together are your three main buttons on the PlayStation controller, and then the triangle button lets you jump. Using those together meant I could blast through quite easily, and well, not so quite easily. I could blast through and have fun. It did feel like it's a bit of a almost fantasy realisation game because... Yeah, power, the, power fantasy sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, because there's no real challenge, I don't think. It's just the fun in playing it and just having that invulnerability and just being mm. able to, to blast through. Even to the extent where when there's there's guards that pop up to try and stop you, you can literally walk over them. and, and Yeah, which I, I didn't realise at first, but when you were doing it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I really like that for all those reasons. What did you think of that, that aspect? Of I liked game? it too. I, regardless of the fact that it was quite maze-like and there were points where you were required for some silly reason to walk over narrow bridges and it felt like they were, they were supposed to be a challenge to walk over, but I don't find, although even though I was falling off them quite a lot, I don't really see walking as a valid challenge in a lot of games, Death Stranding going unmentioned. So yeah, there, there were some little nitpicks like, maybe make those bridges wider so that falling off the bridge isn't frustrating and annoying. Yeah, it felt like the bridges were narrowed just to be an obstacle for you yeah. to fall off rather than them being a bridge to, to use to access the areas. They, they were narrowed just to provide a bit more challenge, if that makes sense. Which is an arbitrary and silly challenge in yeah. a game that is designed to make you feel powerful to then have you falling off these narrow bridges just because uh, seemed a bit silly. 
But that aside, I liked pretty much everything about it. I think that the controls are very idiosyncratic, which is not unheard of in this point in time, 1998. It's when people are getting to grips with the 3D environments that the the new new technology is offering up. There are all sorts of experimentation mm. with, um, with with different control schemes. This one, as, as idiosyncratic as it is, was actually quite easy to pick up. I, I wasn't a massive fan of having all of the weapons on the face buttons, but I quickly got over that and it seemed quite all right. And and to, to the point, actually, where it was quite easy to fire off all three weapons at once, and I think that was part of the design choice. Yeah. If you'd had those mapped to the shoulder buttons, that wouldn't have been so easy to do, perhaps. Or maybe it would. I'm not sure. The The thing to point out here is that this is pre-Dual Shock, so you don't actually have the sticks to control the camera or the character so you aren't left with anything really free like you can't use the deep you can't utilize the d-pad or whatever to to map things to um either although the camera is very dynamic it does follow mm. your own very very quickly yeah it does you can also go in when you go into each level you can change the weapons that you pick up so there's a element of customization there which is quite yeah good you too. can you can sort of customize a loadout of three separate weapons we talked about this almost being like a running gun well the fact that it is it, a running it gun. definitely feels yeah. like a running gun this this feels very much like a running gun you are you are a very powerful character who is mm-hmm. running amok through the streets of la that are crime ridden and infested with i mean it's felt more like an army you were going up against mm. and actually interesting well maybe not interestingly what I realised is that the they were wearing the same colours as the Star Trek um, characters. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I'm not. A, a so Star there were the Trek yellow fan. yellow guys and red guys running around, and the colours just seemed like Star Trek, like the same reds and yellows that we used in Star Trek. I don't know whether that was maybe a nod. I know the or reds. Not. The reds are the ones that always get mowed down, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we were but mowing down a lot of reds. I just saw red everywhere because I thought it was just all the blood. Yeah. That is, in a nutshell, I think, single-player mode. Uh, we played the first level. It's quite extensive, uh, probably, but at the same time, you could probably get through it, what, in sort of 20 minutes, if you know it, maybe? Yeah, I was thinking 20 minutes to play yeah. that level. I think you could do it quicker if you were busy through it. I'm sure there's I think the you took runs. about 20 minutes, and, not, and that was on your first go, so... That actually points out that was because I kind of knew the level from having watched yeah. you play it. Yeah. I guess. I suppose so. And so that... That single player, well, there are other things to talk about with single player, but I suppose they branch across the two. So should we have a little talk about multiplayer? Yeah. The, Sorry, not multiplayer. What was it called? Precinct Assault Mode. Precinct the, Assault the, Mode. The other, the other mode that is played competitively because the Crime War Mode is the one that can be played cooperatively. We decided not to. We decided to go straight into the the, the more competitive mode, which again, as I said, can also be played single player uh, just against the CPU. Precinct Assault Mode then is essentially... It's catch the flag almost, isn't it? Like lots of bases. It sort you, of is, yeah. You're trying to take over different bases to enable your team, a, a, a flotilla of tanks, to to go across from one side of the map to the other. Mm. And obviously, the, as they go across, if the other team has managed to take over bases, they will have guns and they'll be shooting at the tanks. So the aim is to try and splatoonish, I, I guess, is try and paint. Mm paint the map in as much as your colours as possible. I mean, that's the game. Would you agree with yeah, that? It, yeah, and actually, I i don't have very much experience of MOBAs in any way at all. I, I've not really played any to any great extent. I've watched people play them online, and this... I, I was expecting, like, a proto-MOBA. This feels like a MOBA. Like, playing this, I felt like I was doing what I've seen 
people do in esports. So that was quite a surprise to me. It, it, it it's not a it's not a pseudo moba. It's not a proto moba. It's um it's a moba. So you think it's pretty fully fledged? I though? think so. Yeah. And how did you find that mode? So first time for us both really getting stuck into uh, that kind of that kind of um, competitive play, and I can see why people like it. I can see how it's enjoyable. I was enjoying myself. I think that I'd have to have been in a different frame of mind in order to fully embrace it. What do you mean? I could. I, I'm basically saying I could see how it's fun. I could see how it could be fun, but but I didn't necessarily enjoy it this evening. Yeah, it's I, not. It's not because it's not fun. It's not because it doesn't have. It's not because I couldn't enjoy it in a different, a uh, different time, in a different context. But in this one, not so much. Okay, well, I'll put my neck on the line. I didn't like it at all. Right, there we go. There you go. I found the map was far too big, and it felt like it was just a, a bit of a like a never-ending quest. Yeah, my my tanks would be starting to go out from my base to try and go across the other side of the map to take over Ash's base, and because while I'd be sending them out, he'd be taking over gun towers, the, the tanks would just get mowed down, and the map was just so, so big. It felt like... It was. I didn't think it was ever going to be manageable. It did feel very unmanageable, but I think that is part of the uh, MOBA makeup. From what I understand, and again, sorry if I'm getting any of this wrong, but from what I understand of what I experience of them, watching them primarily, is it's a, it's a bit of a tug of war, and it's not a it's not a quick tug of war. It's a ten to twenty minute, oftentimes battle where you're constantly having to think about. I talked to you about um. When we were doing StarCraft, which it isn't MOBA, but there are possibly some things sort of in common. So, you know, like, I can't remember what the term was, but you know the presses per second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, this, and the speedruns that have a ridiculously high Yeah, like an insane action, actions per second, yeah. I think it was, wasn't it? So if you think about actions per second, they had huge actions per second in StarCraft. And the same would be the case for these MOBAs. In order to thrive, in order to be able to, to push ahead against somebody that has similar actions per second you are going to have to be doing things constantly and you have to you're going to have to be thinking multiple steps ahead i had a bit of a taste of that when i was trying to shepherd a, a tank across the map i tried to baby it all the way so i was walking ahead of it and taking out your turrets and replacing my replacing uh, your turrets with my turrets i got it right to the bo- right to the doorway of your um, thing and actually doing it that way, it felt it, it felt like it felt quite doable, quite felt quite manageable. We were, we were on the bridge outside your place, and the thing that stopped me was the replenishable, um, the self replenishing turrets that are, that line your yeah your base. In terms of it being a big space, I agree it is a big space, but I think by the end of it, I was starting to feel like I could I could manage the space at the very least. At the same time. There were some real deep frustrations with that space, and it again comes down to navigability. Really, it, it felt a little bit, it less so, but it felt a bit maze-like. Felt easy to get lost in, and on top of that, there were these waterways that if you fell into them, you were automatically trans uh, changed into your hover car uh, guys and had to then find your way out of, which just felt onerous and unnecessary. I guess we haven't really talked about that, have we? The, the no. fact that the 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 
robot you're playing as, as we said, the mech can turn into a into a hover car to, to go through levels. I'll be honest, when I was playing through the Crime War mode, I didn't turn into the hover car at all because I didn't feel like I needed to. I felt like mm. I was much more comfortable going through as, as a robot. And actually, the, the hover car bit is just for a burst of speed when you're trying to maybe get away from something. Perhaps, but when are you going to be trying to get away from oh, things? Exactly. Yeah. I liked the idea, and I think that they, that to, to its credit, they controlled quite... I mean, they controlled similarly, but they felt quite different. Certainly, if you strafed with it with the hover car, it was quite a slow, lumbering mm-hmm. maneuver. He, the hover car, was very much for going forward and back, yeah, quickly and being able to turn around quickly. The mech felt a little bit more maneuverable, sideways, going side to side. So there, there was that. I struggle to see where the hover car would be more useful than than the mech in any way. I, I think I was more comfortable as the mech in pretty much every scenario that I came up against. But then we've we've only really scratched the surface of this game. We've played the first level of eight. So possibly there are times where using the hover car would be beneficial. I guess in the crime war mode, in the um, the main game, I guess, uh, you have mines that you have that um, if you walked over there, explode. And I discovered that if you could change them to hover car, you could just fly over them. Oh, really? So for a brief oh. burst, I was changed to hover car, I guess. But that's just to navigate over that. It wasn't really for bezzing rounds. It kind of feels a bit overkill just to get over a few mines. Yeah, definitely. That you could just walk over and take off a smidgen of health and then that's it. Mm. They've, they've gone. Yeah. I think MOBAs just aren't for either of us, really. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Yeah. I'm not really into that kind of pressure and stress <laughs> uh, situation where you put yourself under because I imagine the amount of pressure it feels like you're under in those situations is immense when you're trying to over basically that's what it is you're trying to overwhelm the defenses of another person and you're doing that with speed yeah you're doing that you're basically you're doing that with speed but you're doing that with speed with very slow moving everything's the only thing that was quite nippy was the like planes that you could send out to defend your area, and they didn't really range that far. Other than that, you've got your mech who lumbers, and then you've got these tanks that move very slowly, and, and they're basically sitting ducks. They are sitting ducks. I couldn't figure out, maybe this would make the difference, I couldn't figure out how to send out more tanks than a handful at a time, which inevitably got shot down by your, by your um, turrets. Yeah, I'm sure there's nuances. I'm sure there's nuances to it that we didn't quite get to grasp yeah. with. But uh, I just don't think I've got the patience for that sort of game. Really, it's uh, just just not my thing. No, I think overall I'm probably on the same page. I could see possibly in a very, I mean, in a very unlikely circumstance, I could see myself being able to enjoy them, being able to enjoy it, that particular one. But I don't know what those circumstances will be. To sort of, um, I think we're we're probably coming to the. Well, yeah, towards the end of, of what we've got to say. But to sort of end on a on a more positive note, because I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. And this, the single player, as you said, or the, sorry, the crime war would be where it shines for both of us. There was also, though, the look of it. Like, it looked really nice. Yeah, it, it was surprisingly good looking. In particular, the FMVs that lead you into each each level and also start the game off before you before you hit the title screen. They were fab. Like, they really looked so well polished. 
I I think it's possibly one of the best looking PlayStation games that I can think of, in, including every sing, every game that I've played on the PlayStation. This might be one of the best looking. Yeah, and for a game that came out relatively early, or yeah. sort of halfway, I guess, through the PlayStation's life. Yeah. It was also quite a good sense of humour as well. There were some bits there was, in the yeah. intro FMV that were making us both laugh, so that's just great as well. It reminded me a bit of um, Theme Hospital, that sort of tongue-in-cheek humour. I don't think it was carried through enough in the way that it is in Theme Hospital, but... No. Um, it was just nice to have that sort of a bit of a, a wry smile on its chops, I guess. Yeah, it was a fun run and gun experience, but it didn't. It wasn't a funny one. Yeah, in in the actual playing of it, but the FMVs did a good job of of capturing something humorous. But the, the levity. Yeah, the introductions to the to each game mode in particular. So they were a bit of an info dump, which I know is a bit. You know, not not great. I think they were trying to sort of avoid help text in the game. Yeah, I think so. But there was a lot. There was a lot to remember. Having said that, I did sort of grasp it all. Like it was, if it felt fairly intuitive when you're actually playing. And I, one thing that I couldn't remember how to do, which was change into the hover car, you you had picked up from that info dump. So maybe it worked. I don't know. And they similarly to the uh, story. FMVs, they were laden with humour and it was light and fluffy and fun and silly and it made me smile. So Warmed your cockles. It what? Warmed your cockles. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> A massive thank you then to uh, Mr. Stevens, uh, the Stevenator for... Su- no, no, Chris, no. I went, I went to be like Jim from Friday Night Dinner again. The <laughs> <Yeah>. Stevenator. <laughs> The Stevenate, where did you get that from? Oh, no idea. <laughs> Just off, off off the top of my dome. <laughs> no, I, FJ Stevens. I don't know that's the first the name, but Mr. Stevens, that's a good way to put... Uh... Been polite. Yeah, let's, let's right. start as we mean to go on. Okay. How would you like to be spoken to? Would you like to be called Chrisinator? Sounds ridiculous. Okay, I'll, I'll try again then. Thank you very much, Mr. Stevens, for recommending that game. Much better. Right. If you would also like to recommend a game for us to try, maybe for our 100th episode or... Even beyond that, so internet, etc., then come and let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Obviously, Facebook or Twitter are probably the, the most appropriate ones for those, unless you're going to maybe take a photo of it and put it on the gram, as they call it. Yeah. And then uh, we don't, neither of us pick up our Instagram very often, so um, you might be waiting a bit longer than the rest. I don't even understand it, as demonstrated by the fact I called it the gram. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about granddad. When Chris says our 100th episode, Possibly not for that 100th episode. We are trying to work on something a little bit more special uh, for that, but whether that'll come off or not, we don't know. Thank you again ever so much. Um, if you can like, share, subscribe, all that. Go for, is there another one? Like, share, subscribe. Rate review. Rate and review. If you can do those things, then that would be fantastic. And we, we say that every episode. I listen to podcasts avidly. I don't do any <laughs> at all. But Don't say know, that. If you could do that for us, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Thank you very much again for listening. Next week we'll be back into sort of normality with episode 91, but it's normality in a different way. We've decided that every January henceforth, we're going to do four episodes that month that are all Sonic or Mario games. Because Sonic and Mario crops up in both of our lists for games we want to play quite a lot. And we thought that rather than trying to spread them over the year, mostly because I actually hate Sonic, that if we get them all over and done with in January each month, then it's all good. I don't hate Sonic, I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, all right, fair. Yeah. So we'll be doing a bit of Sonic, a bit of Mario, and then back to normality in February. And Right. How exciting. Okay, I suppose. I, it's news to me, everybody. I, just, I don't remember discussing this at all, but here we go. It was in the meeting. It's been minuted.
Right, I'd like to see them. But we'll discuss that off air. Okay, bye. Bye.